0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your
2: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. boys are Excellent separation against man coverage. This... It's Reception, perception,
1: The Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception, Perception, The Show. Matt, how are you doing on this beautiful uh, Wednesday night? Everyone's going to hear this on Thursday, but how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday night?
2: Oh, James, I'm good, man. Week 17. Uh, oh, my God. Quite a, chaotic, quite a chaotic week we've got here. You know, there, there's we're not going to be talking about a lot of this stuff because we're doing a mailbag episode, but... Um, oh there's you know starting quarterbacks being benched there's um you know big time running backs just taking the week off it's like uh teams are looking to week 18 the meaningless week in fantasy football it's total chaos out there you know people asking about uh should I move my championship back to week 16 and then, oh, well, then there's the buys that are going it's, it's a mess. I mean, what can you do?
1: Absolute disaster zone. Hey, listen, while we got it here, man, like, can we talk about Derek Carr a little bit here? Um, I just wanted to get your takes on that. Derek Carr getting benched, obviously, by the Raiders. Um, and, and again, a lot of it is. The contract, right? Like they yep. want to make sure that he does not get injured because if he has an injury designation, um that contract then becomes secure, right? That's what the Raiders want to avoid. So, thus they're saying, "Well, you know what, Derek? Why don't you take an early vacation here? We're gonna roll with uh, Jarrett Stidham." Uh, and in the fantasy championship, not that many folks were relying on Derek Carr. Maybe you were. I don't know. Maybe you were two Q- QB league. I, it's possible. But um, more importantly. Devontae Adams, oh my god Fantasy Championships What are we anticipating for Devontae Adams With now a backup quarterback In Jarrett Stidham Yeah. In, in a very, very
2: difficult spot too, against the 49ers defense. It's been incredible. You know, Josh Jacobs too. um, Obviously no Derek Carr. It's just going to bring down the ceiling and, and quite frankly, sink the floor of the entire offense. And uh, this is a guy, Josh Jacobs going against uh, this 49ers defense. No running back has rushed for more than 60 yards on this defense all year. Brian Robinson got close at 58 last week and eventually got game scripted out. So Like, how can you not start Devontae Adams? How can you not start Josh Jacobs? I get that, but like, I mean, dude, this Jared Stidham, this was his first career start. This is a nightmare. And I, (laughs) by the way, for the, just for the Derek Carr part of it, man, I, I know what, what you're saying. Obviously, I, I, I get it from a business angle, but God, it feels, it does feel a little shitty for, for Carr, you know, a guy who, um, look, he's, He's not an elite quarterback. Um, you know, my wife was actually just downstairs. She's got back from teaching a yoga class, and she's like, "What's the deal with the Derek Carr thing?" I'm like, "Oh boy, where do we start?" Well, you know, I was like, <laughs> "He's he's not a he's not an elite quarterback. He, nobody would argue that he's not a like nobody would argue he's top five, but he could give you probably anywhere between what quarterback ten to quarterback fifteen type real life NFL production in any given year. Um, you know, he's sort of around that Kirk Cousins barrier, right? So, but the Raiders have obviously realized there's a ceiling with him. I get that there. And I agree. There is a ceiling with Carr. but this is a guy who's given, you know, nine years to the franchise, right? He's cried in press conferences about how much he's cared and it. And just to be like, you know what? We don't want to pay you. We're done with you. So why don't you just get out of here for the next couple? And I mean, he's the one I think jointly came to the decision to get out of there. I don't know. It just sucks for car to like, you got to get benched for Jarrett Stidham purely because they don't want to pay you. And, I don't know. It just really does send the Raiders into a bit of a wilderness here in the off season.
1: You know, and I think the doubly crappy part about the whole thing too, is that the guy, Derek Carr, he thought about his teammates and he wanted to, you know, think about, you know, re-signing Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and all those things. Yep. And you know what he did this off season? He restructured his contract. Like that's very the part team to friendly. me, very, te- obviously very team friendly that, <laughs> that the, the guy can restructure his contract and get cut. And one year after the rooster, that's so, that is so crappy, man. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, bro, like, it's just, I I just can't believe it. Um, I mean, look, he built in a no trade clause, fine. But financially, he just, uh, it just is so incredible that he was, you know, I I don't know. It's such a crappy move by the team to kind of do this and like, honestly, kind of sort of negotiate in bad faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're our guy. Don't worry about it. Derek Carr. Oh, by the way, we're going to cut you after a year that that seems pretty
0: crappy, man.
2: Yeah. I don't remember um, if it was on this show or a different show where somebody, you know, asked, and cause Devontae Adams, like he even said it today that he, is only with the Raiders because of Derek Carr. Like he's the reason he's he's there. Is because he wanted to play with Derek Carr. They've talked about playing together forever. They played in college together. Everybody knows that. Now Adams also grew up as a Raiders fan. Has you know Raiders mm-hmm. fans um, in his family. That whole part of it too. But he did again. He literally said today he is the reason I'm here. This is this is why this happened. And, you know, it's like, well, you, you had to know this was possible, right, Adams? Like, Devontae, you had to know that, that, that the team-friendly part of this deal. Number one, I don't know if players are looking at contracts quite that way, especially other players' contracts. Oh, Number there's two, there's no way. There's yeah, no there's way. no way, right? Like, I don't think Derek is like, hey, by the way, I worked in this little clause <laughs> where, like, they can get rid of me after a year. <laughs> exactly. But at the same there's time, no too, like you know that a guy like Adams came in there and be like, well, we're going to ball out together this year. Like we're going to, we're going to yeah. take this team the distance and, and bet mm-hmm. we're betting on ourselves. And obviously um, even if those guys aren't the biggest reason why, and certainly not Devante, they're not the biggest reasons why the Raiders have been disappointing this year. Um, they, they, they're, they they lost that bet because of the performance of the team. And I think, I don't think Carr's had his best year for sure. This year, the ball placement has been uh, a little questionable and, you know, just working in a new system. So, it sucks, but um, I think Derek Carr wow. now has incredible leverage, though, because he does have that no trade clause. And either what's going to happen is they're going to trade him to a place he agrees to go to, or they're going to outright cut him. And he's going to get paid. I mean, because he's going to get paid on the open market, man. Regardless of what you think about Derek Carr, a guy of that caliber at his age never hits free agency. Never, ever, ever. Like the, the free agent quarterbacks are usually goofballs, like like Teddy, and that's disrespectful to call Teddy Bridgewater goofball, but you know, it's like Teddy Bridgewater level quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, car yeah. is going to get paid.
1: I mean, he, he will be 32 years old though. And coming off of a down year, you're right. He will get paid, but I just wonder, man, like obviously he's not going to see the kind of salary that he was going to see with this contract, right. Where he's getting paid. Like I forgot what it was like 30 or 35 million per whatever it was. Um, he's not going to see that level of money for the next three years you know what i mean so i probably not like i said i feel bad for him because again he wanted to do right by the team and you know the team just turned right around and said thanks <laughs> but no thanks and yeah. uh boy that that is such a, a crappy way to go um all right i am also worried about Devonte adams and as you mentioned josh jacobs with the toughest matchup on the board the, the whole offense kind of looks like it's going to tank a little bit um but the matchup for for adams is not is that horrible? San Francisco has given up quite a bit of production uh, to outside wide receivers. As a matter of fact, since week number six, they've given up the 10th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers lined up outside. It's just a question of how much are they going to throw it? And also, is Jared Stidham, like, is he even a reasonable backup quarterback of that? We are not sure. We have no idea. Hey, Jared Stidham has been. Got like he came in
2: as a relief guy for Tom Brady before in like a blowout win and actually got benched because he was so bad in a <laughs> blowout win that they actually put like Bill Belichick put Tom Brady back on the field because that's Jared it right. was so bad. So that. that not great. I don't know.
1: And that's the guy that Josh McDaniels wanted to bring in as a backup. <laughs> Come on, dude! What is familiarity going on? is a hell of a drug, buddy. Oh <laughs> my god, unbelievable! Anyways, first time ever this season, uh, we are doing a mailbag episode. We want to hear from you, the people. I, to be honest with you, generally we don't do mailback questions because we have so many things that we want to cover uh, in the NFL. And not saying that we don't have that, but I, I did think that it would be fun to kind of like close the year out uh, doing some things that we didn't do and, um, and just hearing from y'all um, out there. And there's some high-profile questions in here too, man, which I love. But let's start with it, okay? This is uh, from Real Curtis, okay? Factoring in top-end skill and depth and assuming full health, who are your top three wide receiver cores? Matt Harmon
2: yeah this is actually a pretty difficult question I gave this a lot of thought because there are a lot of teams with great wide receiver duos but mm-hmm. then they don't have like a really great number three so the the idea of like and because you're asking like not like ranking top receiver duos which by the way that's a difficult exercise because there's a lot mm-hmm. of really good duos but it's like top three wide receiver cores full-on is difficult because, um, like, f- for example, Philadelphia, like, they've got a great wide receiver duo, but Quez Watkins as yeah. the wide receiver three, where, where are we at there? Um, so, for me, I think number one has to be the Cincinnati Bengals because they are an outlier from what I just talked about. Not only do they have a legitimate 1A, 1B duo in T Higgins, right. they also have a very good number three, a very good slot receiver in Tyler Boyd. I think you're, if you're asking Boyd to be your number two, You're punching above your weight, but he's got to be one of the best wide receiver threes in the entire NFL. So for me, I think they have to clear cut be the answer at number one.
1: I like that a lot. Um, And again, when you just talk about top end, I mean, Miami is is (laughs) the premier team with two top flight wide receivers and Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. Right. They're my number two team. And I
2: had Seattle as my number three Uh, for me. The number two team, obviously, Miami, like you said, what they have is just stupid um it's just ridiculous
1: dude come on
2: it's ridiculous I mean because the (laughs) the fact of the matter we've seen this happen like if you make a mistake against this team it's not like ah shoot you're gonna get gashed it's like no you're gonna literally give up a touchdown you make one mistake the drive is over they score six points on you because of the speed of those two players now their number three receiver position you know Trent Shurfield like He's a nice little fine veteran, but he's not like a needle mover at the wide receiver three position. So that's kind of what I'm saying is that there are a lot of duos like that. I mean, Seattle, the duo I have here, and that might be a little bit of – actually, you know, the more I'm looking at it, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it because I could put Philadelphia there for the same reasons. Like They have right. a great – they have a good one. They've got a good one who I think – they've got a good two who I think is actually a number one, Lockett in Seattle uh Devontae Smith in Philadelphia, but the wide receiver three position, I think Marquise Goodwin is a little bit better than a guy like Quez Watkins, but you know, whatever. Like what's the difference there? Um I do think I think Brown is probably better than Metcalf and um yep. Lockett, but Lockett is probably still I'd give him just a bit of a nod above Devontae Smith right now. But that could obviously that they've got two guys going at different career angles. So they're kind of my guys there for 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 what, the the third uh best for talking top three.
1: Yeah, I probably would go Philly just a hair over Seattle just because of age as you mentioned uh, but I look you you could certainly make a case um, I think for Seattle being number three uh, and Philly being number four but but their inter- I th- I think you're right I think they're interchangeable um, and then okay so uh, okay so those are your top you know uh, what uh, three four three, teams four. there yeah. right, who else you got I gave honorable mentions for the
2: depth part of this to Washington and Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think is still, uh, they've got two quality starters, guys who aren't right. having their best years. Although I definitely think that uh, both these guys are for, for Godwin. Obviously he's not having his best year. Cause he's coming off the ACL. We don't expect yep. Godwin to be fully formed until 2023. Um, right. You know, this is definitely something I'm going to put on the site in the offseason about guys, especially after this group of guys we've, witness this year that are big time um, players that have been playing in the first year off an ACL, but we can expect guys to lose their ability to beat man coverage by you know almost two, 3% in reception perception uh, when they're coming off that first year off an ACL tear. Mm. Um, so Godwin, I think will be back to full form next year. I think Evans, a lot of his season has been mostly a factor of the, the way the offense has flowed. The fact that um, the coaching there has not been good. And um, like I, I've been charting Mike Evans for RP. I don't think he's lost a step. I think he's probably still okay. about the same player. And Russell yep. Gage, I think, is a fine wide receiver three. And in we, we know I love the guys in Washington. We have other questions about Jahan Dotson on the on the outline, so I won't go in depth there. But okay. their one two three is really really good as well.
1: Yeah, I think their one two three is great. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I think if we're just talking about total depth, uh, they're right there, man. You yeah. know who's uh, you know who's a sneaky dark horse to make this uh, list too is the Jets. And then the Jets uh, are a sneaky little one. They are definitely a sneaky team. The only
2: thing is just like. I think we'd be able to have this conversation with them more if Elijah Moore had had the season that we were expecting instead of the Mm. very weird campaign he did. (laughs)
1: Okay, very fair. Um, Another team that I think could sneak in there too. And again, remember, the question is when healthy, assuming full health. I think San Francisco, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. You talk about, uh, you know, um, uh, George Kittle is a tight end, uh, but, you know, clearly a pass-catching guy. Uh, CMC you throw into the mix too. Um, just in terms of like pass catchers, not full on right. wide receiver. By the way, Jawan Jennings. I mean, the, all this dude do, all this dude does pretty is catch player. first downs. He, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, he's so clutch for them, uh, which is pretty interesting, right? Like he just literally just goes in there on third and whatever and just catches first downs. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, and uh, Ray Ray McLeod's not a bad little like gadget guy to pop up every now and again either. So right. he, that's definitely a group worth mentioning because, I mean, you know I think Brandon Ayuk is a number one receiver. Debo's exactly. the most unique player in the NFL. So yeah, they're definitely right. a group that deserves to be mentioned as well.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?